Welcome to the latest session from the John Clark Performance Studio. I'm Rachel Stewart, and today I'm very glad to welcome violinist, composer, and speaker Kai Kite into the studio. He's giving the keynote address at this year's Charlotte Shout Festival on Friday, and his innovative presentations for businesses and organizations aim to inspire ingenuity and creativity. That event is sold out, unfortunately, or fortunately for you, Kai. Um, Fortunately for WDAV listeners, they get to hear a little bit from you today. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. We're going to get to a piece of music in in just a second, in fact, fairly quickly. Um, but you write almost all the music that you play. I do. Yeah. So my process is very uh, personal for me. I think the I grew up playing classically, and I still love classical music, and that's my inspiration. And so it's nice to kind of add my own interpretation to the mix in a very natural and unique playing style for me. Um, Would you want to just go ahead and play us something? Yeah, I'll play a piece uh, I wrote a few years ago that's called um, Reversals. Okay.
<laughs> That's called Reversals. Yes. And that is by written and played by Kai Kite, yes. our guest today on from the John Clark Performance Studio. So you uh, just said that you decided to start writing your own music at some point. Why was that? Why was that so important to you? There were a number of different reasons in my background. So I think the biggest influence of me was uh, my mother when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she was sharing a number of regrets on life. And it was one of those things where I, I realized that if there was an idea I wanted to bring to the world, that there was less risk than I actually thought in terms of doing that. Um, I think in terms of classical music, because that's the world I grew up in, there can be a lot of rigidity, which creates these amazingly technical performances, but also we can forget the energy and the spirit in which they were created. Uh, so we forget the spirit of Mozart and the spirit of Beethoven that and they were innovators and they were trying things and they were on the edge of their times. And so for me, uh, while I'm nowhere anywhere close to that level, um, it's fun to experiment and ask it. What would they try if they were here today? And it's what I, it's what I enjoy. So. What influences do you have as a composer? So many. I think a lot of my, my uh, biggest influences are still classical. I Bach, um, that's my favorite composer, just in terms of uh, what he was able to do at the time, in terms of uh, he was just asking the question, like, what could you possibly do on this one instrument or with just these voices? The harmonies that he was creating at the time, uh, they were kind of unheard of. And I just like the challenges that he posed to himself and that he posed to uh, the performer and how they're still like centuries later, this is so, so timeless and so heavenly, and they still just uh, fill your soul with almost like this th this truth that you can't really explain, but it's there and it connects us. So that's part of my biggest influence as a, for a composer for me. Yeah, he's a he's a big one for a lot of people for the you know a lot of the same reasons that you just said. Yeah. It just goes on and on. <laughs> In reading about you, it seems like creativity innovation, ingenuity is really important to you, and it's important for you to share that with people and maybe help people find their their own creative voice? Absolutely. So it's important to me. I think, I think the ideas like creativity and innovation, ingenuity, I think they kind of get me in the door, but once I'm in the door, like once I'm at that presentation at Shout on Friday, I want to ask some more important questions. So I think oftentimes we think of, uh, the main analogy I use is, you know, with our lives, are we writing new music or just playing notes of the past? But I think that so often we can get consumed with the new thing that we're going to do, where I think the most important question to ask is, like, what do we do with the difficult music that sits right in front of us right now, the challenges that sit in front of us? How are we, how are we going to use that as a tool to improve ourselves? And so what I like to do is talk about innovation, but from a place of not simply saying, do more, do this, do that, do something else, but who are you while you are creating? And are you asking yourself the tough questions? We often think about ourselves personally creating. And it's easy to think of maybe we're, we're, in, a, we're in a job space or maybe it's familiar pressure, pressure. And it's easy to think about who might be holding us back from you know, expressing our true selves. But it's much harder. And I think the true work is to ask us ourselves, like, when are we being that person to someone else? Like, when are we not allowing or empowering others to create as well? And so... Those are some of the questions that I like to ask so that we can look at things like creativity and innovation from a more honest, a more honest lens. You have a piece of music for us? I next? do, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so this next piece, it's called Mastery. 
Yeah, I wrote it pretty recently. Uh, it's a very important piece to me. I wrote it actually after a close friend of mine passed away unexpectedly. And so for me, this was just, just a personal expression of what that moment felt like. Mastery, piece of music performed and written by violinist Kai Kite. So, Kai, you were saying before you started playing that uh, this was inspired by a friend you lost. It's really so very personal, almost a lament, but not completely. But it must be nice to have that kind of outlet for those those feelings, those you know really strong, hard to express feelings. It is, yeah. I think I was telling a friend recently that I, yeah, violin is kind of like one of my forms of therapy. And so it's something, like, I don't know how long I'll be playing professionally, but it's something that's going to be part of my process no matter 
what I'm doing in life because I think there's something just to be said of expressing the feelings that can't easily be put in words. And I think, yeah, I just feel very fortunate to have music as an outlet to do that. Is that one reason you're so passionate about sharing ideas about creativity um, and how to be creative with other folks? Um, actually, no. no? <laughs> so violin, it, ha it happened to be the tool, but I'm really just interested in dynamics between people and cultures and just the awkward encounters we have when it comes to being in a space and trying to create something together. I think we're really interesting creatures to watch and examine. So for me, I guess that the other side of my work, giving talks and working with people, that kind of feeds a more intellectual curiosity, which is using music as a metaphor to try to answer questions like, why do we do the seemingly odd things that we do <laughs> as people sometimes, <laughs> and to put a, a language around that. And I, I just find that to be really fun intellectually. So. Well, actually, um, maybe you could give us a little idea of what a keynote speech from you is like then. Um, Absolutely. So in terms of format, I always start out with uh, some music, like you just heard. And then I will uh, I'll go into storytelling. And the storytelling part is really fun for me because I use the classical music world as an analogy for life, essentially. So we have all these different characters and roles that we have to play in classical music. So there's the conductor who kind of represents this overarching like power structure that we all have in our minds, whether it's a parent or um, a manager or a boss, right? And so there's a metaphor there. And then there's like the soloist, right? The person that's out in front, but there's also the soloist, meaning the person who has to be in the practice room by themselves. And so how do you the last piece was called Mastery, and I think the idea behind that is mastery isn't built on a stage. It's built on a practice room. It's built, and so that analogy spreads to life where, I mean, being that this is a classical music, music station, we know that when an orchestra comes together, uh, the conductor or whoever runs the orchestra will often hand out the music weeks before uh, the first rehearsal. And that's because there's a certain level of competence you have to bring and self-awareness you have to bring to the stage so that others don't have to compensate for you. Now we bring that to life, <laughs> whereas like, are we going to the practice room in life before we're going to the stage? Um, and so I think there's, there's this kind of infinite world of just metaphors that can bring our lives a bit more color, or maybe a different lens. And so I use the music, the stories with the metaphors, and then there's always a way to translate it out to the audience. And so I want to make sure that they're not just thinking about music or me, they're thinking about, okay, how does this translate to my day? when I go home or when I go to work tomorrow. So it's that three-step process. Do you ask them to participate in any direct way? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I think that it depends on the time. So it'll probably happen on Friday just because my keynote there will be an hour. Um, but I think there's, uh, there's a lot of fun opportunities to get people to actually interact with each other and practice playing these roles while they're in the same room together. <laughs> yeah, do people ever squirm? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think my I think one of my skills is just being fine with awkward silence and kind of setting an example. So if I'm asking somebody to do something, uh, they need to know that it's safe by me doing it first. And so I think that's that's one way to right. try to make it a little bit easier. <laughs> so if you're listening and you happen to have a ticket, <laughs> we're able to get a ticket, this little bit of what you can expect Friday. Well, Kai, do you have another 
Another do. selection. Yeah, so this last piece um, is actually a piece I've been building around, uh, a piece I've been improvising recently. So it kind of sounds in different forms each time. So we'll kind of see what happens right now. Okay. <laughs> And that was a lot of improvisation? That was a lot, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And what's that one called? Uh, that one's called Duality. Duality. Kai Kite playing violin, uh, also the composer of that piece of music, and uh, he's going to be the keynote speaker at this year's Charlotte Shout. Anything else that you want to share about your process, your music, or that you would leave with folks to inspire them to, to be their own creative selves? Just one idea that's been on the top of my mind recently is just I, I talked about the different roles in the orchestra, and I, I remember there was um, there was a performance I was giving. It was probably like a decade ago, and 
I was so focused on notes and my performance, and I think I, I made a mistake on stage. And then after the performance, someone came up to me from the audience, and she was like in tears because something I played really struck her. And I, I just had one of those moments where I realized that we had heard the same piece of music, but we had two completely different experiences. Me being the performer, I could hear only catastrophe, and her being the observer is that she heard this masterpiece. And so I, I guess. The distinction is that there's kind of a wisdom to being the observer of a piece of music and the observer in life, whereas the observer doesn't have the sheet music in front of them, right? If you go to any show, they can't see the music that's supposed to be played, so they just see what's directly in front of them. And I think so oftentimes we can get so lost in the notes that we're missing that we forget how to be that observer. But also, I think it's important to remember to be that observer like she was for me, if we can be that for others and to kind of help remind those around us of the things that they are playing right and the notes they are hitting that perhaps they're too busy to see. And I think that kind of compassion will take the world a long way. So yeah, thank you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed playing here. I enjoyed the conversation as well. Well, good. We're so glad you were able to come and, and thanks for those, uh, those wise words take them to heart. I've been talking with Kai Kite, who is a violinist, composer, and speaker, and he's giving the keynote address at this year's Charlotte Shout. Uh, so it's been great to have you. Thank you. I'm Rachel Stewart. Uh, sessions from the John Clark Performance Studio are mixed in the Samuel R. Spencer Jr. Production Control Studio and are made possible with the generous support of Keith and Tommy Miller. This has been from the John Clark Performance Studio.